Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. This is Marty Oakley of the PPJ Gazette Online, and this is the TS Radio Network. It is January the 10th, 2022. Do you know where your country went? We are in the middle of God knows what. We're watching everything around us being destroyed, deconstructed, taken apart, collapsing, and all of it based on this fake virus that they still have never isolated And it's either they can't because it doesn't exist or they won't because it will identify specifically the lab that it came from. And either way, it's not good. But if it doesn't exist, which it appears it does not, um, how can you have variants of something that never existed to begin with? Now, it has been suggested that the way they are spreading whatever this is is through aerosol spraying, through the water supplies. I would think those two things are probably the best uh, possibilities because people are getting sick but we don't know from what. Everything is being recategorized as COVID, common colds, the flu, bronchitis. Um, Now it's all being called COVID. Of course, there's a lot of money in that, at diagnosis. So you can go in there with a stubbed toe and you've got COVID. But be careful what you do and be careful My recommendation is don't take that vaccination. We aren't taking it. I don't know anyone who is. Um, One of the things that has been the outgrowth of this is 8 million people have quit their jobs in the last six months. That is not because they're lazy and they don't want to work and they're looking for a government handout. It's the refusal to be vaccinated. There are over 60 million of us, some estimates put it at 80 million, who will not take that so-called vaccine. And you see what it's doing to our economies, to our communities, to the business base that we have in our communities. And, of course, all the big box corporate stores can stay open and keep doing business, but all the little guys have to shut down. You can't go to your local restaurant unless you're vaccinated, but you can go to Walmart. Um, if the, the, this is so ludicrous, so stupid, you would think even the most mentally compromised among us would be able to figure out that something else is happening here. There's something else going on. This fake virus was simply the vehicle to get to that whatever it is. And that's what John's going to be talking about tonight, the global reset. Now, you need to be concerned about this, and they've come after the little kids down to the age of two with these vaccines, which, as the guy from Pfizer said, I think he was the second in charge, that you needed to look at it um, kind of like an onboard operating system, kind of like what's in your computer, really. But it will digitalize all of us. They're going after these young children to get this onboard operating system installed now because they don't want to fight them later. 
And the forerunner to that was they came out and suggested that children, instead of being handed a, a, an allowance like, you know, three, four or five dollars, whatever it is, instead of being handed that cash, they ought to have their own debit card. Yeah, I can just see now who's going to have the bank account on that. The bank is going to let a, you know, a young child have a bank account. So apparently it's going to be joined as part of the parents' bank accounts. And you can just see the the fraud taking place on that one. Um, but And this is to break kids of thinking that they need cash money to get them accustomed to using a card instead of cash money. And I hope all of you out there have enough sense not to do this, although I see many of you have handed over your young children to be vaccinated. And um, why you would sacrifice them to this, I, I don't know, but here we are. So tonight, John's going to be talking, like I say, about the global reset, what it means to you, how they're going about doing it, and what the end goals of that is. And with that, I hope you all help me welcome John LaCron. John, how you doing? Good evening, Marty. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to take down the rabbit hole tonight, darling. I'm telling you. Okay. No, one all of right. the things that I want to one of the things I want to do right out the starting gate though is kind of explain a few things. You know, when I was a kid, they still had uh, home economics. And they still had, uh, you know, other things that uh, they actually taught you life skills, whether it was fixing cars, whether it was building something in shop class. There was all of these things that people needed in basic skills. And you'll note how they've removed all of that from these school systems now. It's all strictly about memorization and indoctrination from start to finish. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that we need to think about, ladies and gentlemen, is we went from a system at the foundation of this country, and we actually fought a war over it. Contrary to popular belief, it wasn't about a few pennies in tax. The war was actually fought over the right to produce its own, our own money, okay? because that's a big no-no. Remember, money is about control, and if you have assets – and real money, you're not controlled. You've heard me say this before as well. Gold is the banker's money. Silver is the people's money. Debt is the slave's money. What's in your wallet? So first of all, I want to define for the listeners what money actually is. And this is important because when we compare it against these Federal Reserve notes or whatever other quote-unquote currency, it doesn't meet the criteria, okay? <clears throat> First of all, real money, I want people to think of it as energy. More important, I want them to think about it as being their life force energy because when you consider it, what we do to quote unquote get this money to live the lives that we live, pay our bills, buy groceries, buy the car, pay the rent or the mortgage, whatever the case might be. And remember, folks, a mortgage is a death pledge. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But in the big picture, all you're doing is you're exchanging your life force for a Federal Reserve note here in America. 
Now, why is that important? Because that's a private note from a private foreign corporation. It has nothing to do with America. It has everything to do with foreign Rothschild bankers. Don't get me started on that one. Money, first of all, fungible. It is interchangeable. Now, here in America, we have what's called the silver eagle, okay? In Canada, they've got the Canadian maple leaf. And in other parts of the world, they've got their own versions. Now, these are all made of fine silver 999 pure. They are the equivalent of each other. In other words, I can take my silver dollar from America <clears throat> and exchange it for a Canadian silver dollar, and I still have a silver dollar. And they are exactly the same, 31.1 grams, one troy ounce of fine silver. Now, that's what we're supposed to have. One moment. But what they've done is they've transitioned us into a brand new system. And this new system has been done in stages. If you go back to the original constitution, remember, what is a constitutor? One who agrees to pay the debts of another. What were those debts? Those were the war debts for the Revolutionary War. Whose debts were they paying? Each one of the states, which were their own countries. Okay, we have to remember that. But at the foundation of the country, we had an interchange between gold and silver. And at the time, it was a 15 to 1 ratio. Now, why is that important? Because you could exchange your one ounce of gold for 15 ounces of silver. Boom. No problem. And coincidentally, and you've heard me talk about this on the show as well, in the ground at that time, being pulled out of the ground at that time, was about 15 ounces of silver for every one ounce of gold. Isn't that interesting how that correlates with each other? Now, you've heard me say again and again, gold is the banker's money. Well, they don't like people paying off debts. Control always has been, but for the bankers, gold is it. Gold is the quote-unquote king of kings. When we think about that from the perspective of a banker, nothing else has value. For sure not the Federal Reserve notes. Remember, a note is a negotiable debt instrument, 12 United States Code, 411. Look it up. Gold is real. Gold is tangible. And just this month, ladies and gentlemen, hear me out. The banking system changed to make gold a tier one asset again for the banks. This is important. This is critically important. Now, if you've been in following precious metals, and I have been for over 40 years, you know that the gold market, the silver market, hell, every market, has been manipulated by the bankers. People that have no reason to be in those markets are there. Why? Not because they care about the commodity that they're messing with, but strictly because they are there to protect 
the value of their currency because what are gold and what are silver? <clears throat> In a nutshell, they're a big fire alarm. Warning. Warning. Dead instruments becoming more and more worthless. Warning. So you're offsetting, as you've heard me say before, the price of gold and the price of silver are not going up. The price of the fiat paper currency being compared to them is going down. We have to think in those terms. And when you're looking at how they have played this game, like we've talked about before, it's been incremental. Crime after the war of northern aggression, they call it the crime of 73, 1873. What that was, was gold became the only thing to pay back debts. Well, this was, of course, devastating because now you had all these people that had debts for their lands or whatever, and they couldn't pay them back. Now, they had silver. They had assets. They had the land. They had the crops. They had all of these things. But what they didn't have is the gold. And silver is very plentiful in America. So by doing this, the bankers were now able to come in and steal everything. And again, if you've heard me talk about it repetitively, we are based in a system based on vulture capitalism. Their goal is to indebt people and then pull the rug out from underneath them. That way they can come in and get it off of pennies on the dollar. I've talked about 2008. That was the biggest pillaging in history. 2008 ain't got nothing on 2021. Now here we are in 2022. And it's getting progressively worse. <clears throat> From that perspective, you have to look at it as being a tool to protect yourself. Because again, I encourage people, and we'll talk about this a little bit later in the show, you need to be able to survive and thrive when they've destroyed the economic system. And believe me, it's about destruction. They are moving us into this central bank digital currency because that perfects the slavery. See, slavery is the most profitable of all forms of business. The absolute all-time most profitable form of business. And after the War of Northern Aggression, we've talked about the fact that they enslaved everybody under the 14th Amendment. Read the 13th Amendment, read the 14th Amendment in the Constitution, ladies and gentlemen. Why? Because if you simply believe what the propagandists tell you, it's very different from what it actually says. Don't believe John. Read it for yourself. They legalized slavery. It was legalized in the form of, well, if they were prisoners or if they volunteered to be a slave to the corporation. See, you were originally a state citizen because, again, remember, the states were their own countries. But you have been press ganged to serve a corporation located in Washington, the District of Criminals. That is what has happened. Now, other elements about 
what is quote unquote money other than interchangeable durable in other words it can be passed on from one individual to another individual to another individual without it losing much I play around with coins all the time I'm a coin dealer on the side I still hold in my possession coins that have been around sometimes thousands of years and I've held them in my hand they're still there but you look out there and you find that most of the Federal Reserve notes they're fairly modern and they have a very low life expectancy and what ends up happening is if there's a problem during the production of a Federal Reserve note or if they remove a Federal Reserve note from circulation and replace it with another Federal Reserve note with the same serial number, what they do is they put a star on it. Those are called star notes. And they are a form of something to collect or to look at as having value above and beyond if they're in good shape. Just a little side note, ladies and gentlemen. But they are definitely not durable. You look at pennies. The original American penny was a big honking coin huge and then just before the war of northern aggression they went to a much smaller coin then they went to a different makeup of that coin in 1983 instead of it being copper it turned around to be copper coated zinc because it was cheaper this thing called inflation was making pennies too expensive to produce Next, categories of money. They are portable. Now, as far as portable is concerned, it's not practical. And it gets dangerous, of course, if you're running around and carrying a big bag of silver or gold coins. Okay, that's important. <clears throat> One of the ways the Rothschilds gained so much power, other than they only went to governments, was the fact that they didn't have to move gold from point A to point B to point C, kids in other countries. So if Rothschild says, hey, this man deposited 100 gold crowns in the bank, so he has 100 whatever, remember we talked about interchangeable, in England, over in France, the guy could go to France, go to the Rothschild Bank there and still have gold available to him. Very important. Next, recognizable. Again, you should be able to recognize it as having intrinsic value. You should be able to see it as being, oh, I recognize that. That's a silver dollar. That's a quarter. That's a penny. So it's easy to identify. It has stability. In other words, it does not lose its purchasing power. The most stable our economy has ever been when we were under the gold and silver standard. Our country was basically stable, except for an occasional bank that ran off all the people's deposits. But that was not that often. Now, of course, that changed as the years went by. And it's now, again, normal. Unit of account. In other words, again, 
Now we get to be able to count it. Okay, I have 100 silver dollars. I have this, that, or the other. I can make a stack of it, point to it, and say, yeah, there it is. I know exactly what I've got. And I know exactly what somebody else has when they tell me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's not like we have to sit there and second-guess each other. Because, again, it's still interchangeable. My silver dollar and your silver dollar are still silver dollars, even if the dates are a little bit different. Okay? It's the concepts. But when you have a currency that's being debased, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you, the dollar is being destroyed deliberately. It has been reserve currency of the world since the 1940s. It's over. Now, it's still king dollar, but it has lost its status as the world reserve currency. The bankers from around the world have been getting together now for years to decide what to do. Now, they told you in 1988, and Marty and I again have talked about this, that they were changing the system. The Economist magazine front cover showed a phoenix bird rising out of the burning currencies of the world at the time. Around its neck was a gold pendant with the year 2018 stamped on it. Plus the symbol, which if you look at this Greek um, alphabet, and again, you've heard Marty and I talk about gematria, is number 21. Now, none of that, ladies and gentlemen, was a coincidence that was sending a message to those who are astute enough to be paying attention. And it is, because all of these things have come to pass. Limited supply. Again, incredibly important. There is a limited supply of gold and an even smaller supply of silver. I know that sounds a little bit strange, but we have had so much silver mined and so much used in electronics and other things that the supply of above-ground silver is actually pretty pathetic. And the mines are not, I repeat, not able to keep up with the demand. On that same note, the mints from around the world are not able to keep up with the demand for coins and bars. Give me one moment, please. Anyway, I've seen this pattern four times in my lifetime, Marty. Four times. I saw it in 1980. Then I saw it in 2008 or something along those lines. Then I saw it again a couple years ago. And now I'm seeing it again. The physical market, the physical market for silver is extremely tight. The people that I listen to, they're not just talking heads in the silver markets. 
they actually handle large quantities of the metal for sale. And they talk about the fact that years ago, yeah, if you came and said, I want a thousand ounce bar, I'll say, how many you got? I got all of these available. Good luck trying to do that today. Crimex, I call it the Crimex, Comex. Because again, if you look at their contracts, they don't have to settle in metal. More importantly than that, they can settle in cash at any time. And if they don't like the fact that you want to take possession of silver, well, guess what? They can stiff you. And like I've said before, those markets are very badly manipulated. J.P. Morgan just got a huge fine a few years ago because of silver manipulation. And did they care? No, of course they don't care. Because for them, it's just, why don't we just create more fiat? It doesn't matter. And that's the game that's played. Again, why? Because gold and silver are the big, quote-unquote, canary in the coal mine. They're the massive five-alarm fire alarm that they're destroying the currency. Now, folks, if you do not realize the amount of currency that they've produced in the last two years alone is almost like a rocket where the line goes straight up. And I'm not talking a couple spaces. I'm talking straight up for an extensive trillions of dollars. This is incredibly important knowledge because, again, that should be the big red, hello, wake up. They're destroying it. Now, the big boys and the bankers and all that, they're getting every asset they can get their greedy little hands on, real assets. Not the fake stuff. They're buying real, tangible assets. Anything that is real, companies, land, all these things. Again, remember, folks, it's about control. Now, back to the issue, what is money? Well, limited supply. A Federal Reserve notes limited supply? No. They've got the quote-unquote printing press, and we've been talking about printing press money for 20-some years. They called it helicopter money back in the early mid-2000s, I think. Here, here's more, just throwing it all out. Well, have you been paying attention to what's going on in the grocery stores or any other store that you go into? Have you noticed that your quote-unquote dollar that you still had to spend the same amount of work to do – to earn, notice how it's not going so far? Notice how the quantity that is in those boxes and packages seems to be shrinking? Folks, this is what is called stagflation, a stagnating economy and high inflation. The last time inflation rates were running at the 15%, that shadow staff, that's not the BS 8% or whatever they're claiming it is. The last time we were at these levels, I was a teenager. The guy in the White House was named Jimmy Carter. I need you folks to think about these things. Critical that you think about these things. And what they've done 
again with the issue of bonds. These bonds that used to be bought by everybody as a quote-unquote investment, well, now let's say you go in and you say, I would like to buy a savings bond, please. It pays you less than 1% interest at a time when there's a 15% inflation rate, and you have to pay taxes on that 1% pathetic investment. What a joke. What a joke. Do they teach this in economics class anymore? They don't even teach this in college economic classes. Maybe a few great teachers in a business school will teach this, but they sure don't teach it to the masses of people out there. Acceptability is another thing for money. Now, we all accept Federal Reserve notes. I mean, I won't turn it down if somebody hands me a couple of them. But I know what it is. I recognize it as having no value. Because, again, what gives us its value? Energy is what gives it value. It is like a god. They treat it like God. And you sit there and say, well, what's with the income taxes and all this other stuff? Faults, it's private banking script. That quote-unquote income tax that you pay every year, assuming you're silly enough to actually fill out the W-4s or the 1040s, that is nothing more than a fee that they charge to allow you to create more Federal Reserve notes for your quote-unquote paycheck. Remember, folks, slaves don't own anything. And what does that do? That gives bankers the right to put a first lien on anything and everything that you bought. And you've heard me and Marty talk about this all the time. You look at your deed. Does it call you an owner? No, it calls you a tenant. What is a tenant? A tenant is a renter. <clears throat> More importantly, look at your car. They send you a certificate of title. A certificate of title, folks, is not a title. It says there's a title out there somewhere, and your all capital letter name corporate person has some rights to it. But when you registered it, you voluntarily gave it away. <clears throat> That's what you did. The real title was the manufacturer's statement of origin. That was given by the manufacturer at the time the car or the truck or whatever transportation was produced. And again, this game is being played. We've talked about the fact that your birth, quote-unquote, I like to call it B-E-R-T-H instead of B-I-R-T-H, certificate. What is that? Again, that's evidence of a corporation. That is a bond that they trade on Wall Street. This is the game that's played. See, originally, if a banker lent somebody money, so he went out and bought a slave, and by the way, it wasn't just black. There was slaves all over the place that were not black in color. 
Well, that was fine if the debt got paid back, but what if it didn't? Well, good luck going out there and finding the guy that bought the slave. Maybe you can. Maybe you'll find him out there on the farm he said he had, but maybe not. Maybe he moved out of town. He still got his slave. They couldn't perfect the debt note. So what did they do? They found a different way of playing the same game. After the crime of 1873, where they took away the people's right to pay with silver, and they pillaged the country, of course. Bankers do this, like I says, vulture capitalism. What happens next? Hmm. Well, they kept crashing the economy every few years. And this got very old for the people walking around on the streets. There's a certain presidential candidate out there that gave a cross of gold speech. Look it up, cross of gold speech. In fact, you can even hear the man give it. Now, granted, it was years later, but it doesn't matter. You can actually hear him talk about it. That was the populist movement uprising against the bankers. Now, 1907, we had another crash. And everybody was saying, oh, we've got to stop this. These damn bankers are pillaging us, which they were. End result? Well, the banker says, you know, these people are going to either hang us or we're going to have to fool them. So if you've read the book, The Creature from Jekyll Island, and there's other books on the subject matter as well, you know what came out of it. The Federal Reserve System. And again, you go all the way back to 1913 when it was passed after most of Congress was already gone for the Christmas holiday because it would not have passed if the full Congress had been there. Again, incredibly important knowledge. But it passed, the president signed it, and the game was on. Now, what was supposed to happen, Federal Reserve notes, private banking script, that was just supposed to Add a little liquidity if there was a problem. Well, this was great for the bankers. They put in a little liquidity. Doesn't cost them anything. Meanwhile, what ended up happening is the world continued to roll. Governments continued to have their debts. And an interesting thing happened. Right after that, they did two things. They gave us a world war. <clears throat> That's always good for spending all kinds of money. And an income tax, which, by the way, did not lawfully pass, but that's beside the point. <clears throat> Moving forward from there. From 1913 to 1933, 20 years, ladies and gentlemen, is all it took for the bankers to get their hooks completely, totally into the government. Remember, John Pierport Morgan gave a loan to the United States Corporation around 1907. 
and I, me and Molly had a show where we talked about the tie-in of J.P. Morgan and silver. Incredibly important. But more importantly than that, he gained control. Now, why? When John Pierport Morgan died, everybody wanted to know, what's he worth? What's he worth? They were amazed to discover he wasn't worth anywhere near as much as they thought. Why? Because he was a Rothschild hack. All roads lead to Rome, folks. How many hundreds of times have you heard me say that here on Marty's show? All roads lead to Rome. So 1933 comes about. We have this wonderful, hey, new president. I'm going to give you all a new deal. Now, when a politician says that, you need to be running the other way while holding your pocketbook and getting armed to the teeth. And the first words out of his mouth as he took his inauguration, and again, you've heard it here. Today is a day of national consecration. What is a nation? It's not your country, ladies and gentlemen. It's the corporation. What is consecration? Working for the church. Vatican banking, anybody? At that moment in time, he contracted every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, and everything that they owned to stand as surety for the death of the United States Corporation. Facts, ladies and gentlemen. You were born slaves, you're slaves now, and you will die slaves. They're just perfecting the slavery through this reset. The goal is to turn everybody into a walking and talking cryptocurrency. Now, one of the things that they've done is they've made cryptos the big, quote-unquote, they call <clears throat> it the new gold, gold 2.0, I think is the term that they want to use, BS. It's just more manipulated, electronic BS to get everybody on board with their reset. When the time comes, they will pull the plug on almost all of that too. But this was a great way to get, quote-unquote, money into the economy while they're busy pulling the plug on everybody else. They have been murdering old people. Then they turned around and started murdering younger ones. And starting a few months ago, they started murdering little ones. These are murders, folks. Again, necessary to reduce the quantity of slaves involved. Again, why? Because they're bonds. They're worth more dead and alive. They're all liabilities. They are all liabilities. And all this stuff, now it can be bought up. And we're hearing about, oh, the price of homes is going through the roof. Yeah, it is. Because all these corporations are coming in and buying these properties. All of them. Why? Well, they've already told you at the World Economic Forum, slaves don't own anything. You've heard that from me. 
You will own nothing, and you'll be happy. Not so much. See, property ownership is the basis of freedom. Owning nothing is the basis of slavery. You can't build anything if you don't have something to build from. If they can take you and kick you off your property, well, that's a problem because now you can't plant your garden. Or if you did plant your garden, well, they can kick you off and somebody else can eat off of the hard work that you did. Or the trees, the fruit trees I hope you all are planting. You get the point. This reset is a multi-pronged war coming in at a lot of different angles. Far too many to completely delve into tonight. But we'll hit the highlights. For those that survive, see multiple injections. They just became property of the damn corporation that injected them. Why? Because now their product is in that man or that woman who is no longer a man or a woman because their genetics have been changed. And if you are not a man or a woman, this is why I hate the term human. Human, hue of man, color of man, monster, thing, something that can be owned. I hate that word with every fiber of my existence because I speak their legalese language. I comprehend the nature of their fraud and their corruption. And when you see the big picture, you see how it all came about. Now, you folks are getting some gold here, not the nice, bright, shiny, yellow stuff. But I'm telling you, you're getting gold here. You're learning things. Knowing all this, knowing this reset is about enslaving people, moving them into a central bank digital currency, where the direct reset is about being able to put money directly from the central banks into your account. And again, you've got a lot of people that say, yippee, I get to stay at home and watch Netflix, and they'll just keep feeding money into my account. Well, that's fine, but… Let's say you decide you don't want to take another one of their injections, or you decide you want to leave the community that you're in, or you post something that's a little bit offensive on, say, a Fed book. You know, me and Marty would never post anything offensive to the crime syndicate on Fed book, would we, Marty? They can say, you know what? We've got a problem over here, John. There's nothing going to be in his account. His social credit score isn't good. You know, Marty and I talk about it all the time. Our social credit score not only is never going to be in the positive, hell, it's already in the negative by hundreds and hundreds of points. Standing up to tyranny does that. So what happens? Cut you off. Cut you off. Now what are you going to do? No, it's fine if you're a good fashion slave. Do what you're told all the time. Well, that makes you property. Also makes you subject to every whim your corporate masters have of you. Do not fail them, or it will have repercussions. 
But even if you're that perfect slave, you say, you know what? You can't travel outside a certain geographic area. So while your cryptocurrency, central bank digital currency, works great in the town that you live in, try traveling 50 miles north, south, east, or west. Well, let's say, hey, you know what? I'm in the mood for a cheeseburger, an order of fries, and yes, even an ice cream cone. So you go to your favorite local <clears throat> place like that, place your order, and you run your little card. And they come back and say, I'm sorry, your card was declined. Seems that you're 50 pounds overweight. Your health is not all that great. You're a diabetic borderline. Sorry, can't serve you. Think it can't happen? It's already happening. Watch the video today. McDonald's. McDonald's. I believe it was China. Guy tried to place an order. Put your phone up there to show that you've been injected. When he's not injected, guess what? The computer changed. He could no longer place an order. Time to wake up to the slave system, folks. It really is past time. I've been telling people for as long as I know that you need to network. You need to have friends and you need to have family members that have knowledge and abilities because if you have that, you can survive anything. You can survive anything. If you don't have that, good luck. See, we have all these quote-unquote survivalists and preppers that think, oh, I'm going to be able to handle it myself. I'm armed to the teeth and i got a couple acres and it's all good. Folks, if your neighbors are not on board with you, or worse, are dead set against you, you're already screwed. Somebody else, bigger guns, more people going to show up knocking on your door. Don't want to let them in? That's fine. They'll bust the door down and kill your ass. You better be networking. The reason I tell people again and again to store up a few things, tangible things, real things, things that have intrinsic value, is one, because they need things to be able to use themselves, two, to be able to barter with. Now, I'm a big gold and silver guy with emphasis on the silver part. But I'm here to tell you, if that's where you're going to start at, you have already failed. You have already failed. Because no matter what happens, no matter what happens, in the end, you're not eating unless you've already networked with people. You're not drinking once their system goes into effect completely. 
or they have some kind of a problem, one of these days they're going to be shutting down the Internet, folks. Even for a week, it will devastate the world that you live in. One week will destroy what little bit of the economy is left. Try going into a, even a big box store. When there's no lights, you can't buy anything. Growing up, my mom's business, I used to work there, had a good old time, even when I did my thing. Had my own antique mall for a long time. I didn't need electricity. I knew how to make change. Real easy. Of course, if you don't have any cash because you're in a central bank digital currency, well, again, kind of a problem. But that's beside the point. You need to be networking with farmers. You need to be networking with mechanics. You need to be networking with doctors and nurses that are not on board with this democide agenda. You need to be networking with people that you can trust. And trust me when I say this, folks, it can be done, but it's not easy. And if you're going to start doing it after everything went to hell, sorry for you. Maybe you'll survive a week or two, maybe even a month or two. You see, in the end, the goal of these people is fairly simple. The crime syndicate is intending, in case you haven't figured it out, listening to Marty and me repetitively as we say, divide and conquer again and again. They want us in a civil war with each other. And again, there's nothing civil about war. Just ask any of us who's been there. It's just murder for profit, bankers and corporations, but that's beside the point. Ladies and gentlemen, when I say it's your life on the line, I cannot be more serious about it. More importantly than that, it's not just your life. It's the life of your friends, your families, people that you care about, your neighbors that you don't even know. Mistake there. Better think really hard, really hard. It's a concept of what if and why. Because if you can answer those two questions, what if and why, and more importantly, how, you're well on the way to maybe surviving this thing. One of the reasons Molly and I have been working so hard Believe me, we've been working hard teaching people what we know is because we want to see enough people wake up to what's going on that the crime syndicate loses this war. Because again, folks, we've told you this, their ass is hanging out in the wind. They are all in. There is absolutely nothing Nothing that we don't know now. Hell, if you've been listening to Marty and me, you know it all too. They are completely exposed for their war crimes, for their crimes against quote-unquote humanity. The crimes against mankind and womankind 
are voluminous. They are war crimes in every sense of the word. Easy to prove. Recognize them for who and what they are. But more important, recognize that if we stop consenting to the tyranny, another thing I like to be a broken record about, they lose all of their... Why do they censor us? By the way, the censorship seems to have backed off a little bit. I've been, a, I've been surprised. I've been able to get away with a few things over there on Fedbook. <clears throat> Remember, Fedbook was a DARPA creation. It was a creation by DARPA, not some kid. Why would they censor us? Simple because we are effective. We have been effective and we will continue to be effective. Now, that's not to say that we have friends and families, members that have made the wrong choices. All of us, I'm sure, have friends and families that we beg, please, 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 please don't take that injection. Please. Ah, You're just a conspiracy theorist. Folks, if you go back to Marty and me back in March of 2020, long before the injections, we talked about this. We told you what was coming up ahead in the next six months and a year. We weren't wrong. It's not that we're psychic. No. We're not sitting here reading tea leaves, looking in a crystal ball. We're just looking at what they're telling us they're going to do to us. Because again, like you've heard me say a thousand times, they have to tell you what they're going to do to you before they do it. It's the contract. Offer acceptance. When you don't put up with the bullshit, the consent isn't there, they lose. It's that simple. So why do I tell people have some silver? Because it's a tool for barter. Because that's all money is anyway. It's the quote-unquote liquidity to make trade easier. We can trade our labor. We can trade something we own, a cow, some seeds. You know, color television set if you're into that crap. You have all of those things that you can use. And if you actually need those worthless Federal Reserve notes, well, you can always turn around and sell that gold or that silver and literally have cash in your hand in a few minutes. Cash. And you can just convert it back if you want some more. But I like American 90% silver. Everybody recognizes a silver dime, silver quarter. The dates are there. You can figure it out real quick. <clears throat> it weighs differently. It clicks differently when you put it together. It sounds different. And it took people, life force energy, fuel, heavy equipment, a refinery, and then a mint. 
create that little piece of metal as a way of perception way to think about it is this <clears throat> back in the day going all the way back thousands of years gold and silver have always been mine silver more so than gold by the way your average Roman soldier his daily pay was less than a silver dime you know how much a silver dime is right now you can get a silver dime mercury or Roosevelt for about two dollars and fifty cents including tax if you can find the silver thousands of years ago that was a day's wages for a trained soldier you can get it for 10 minutes of work if you're getting 15 an hour supply and demand folks sooner or later people are going to wake up to everything else is a scam would you rather be holding something that becomes worthless because people lost faith in it or something that's always held its value. And I'm here to tell you, when the quote-unquote blood is running red in the streets, and we're not talking about physical violence and blood, we're just talking about financial, you can go in and buy things too for pennies on the dollar. Why? Because you're holding real wealth in your hand. Remember reading a story? Some guy got given a gold $20 gold piece. He was just working at a uh, motel. He didn't spend it like the average individual. He wasn't, you know, he didn't make much on a daily basis, but he got this really big tip. Things worked out, so he was able to turn that into buying the motel. You think about that. You really think about that. We're here to warn you that the global economic reset is game on. It's coming. It is not going to stop. When Mari and I tell you, use cash, use cash. They want you to use that electronic crap. <clears throat> Why? Because it tracks you. Cash doesn't. You know, all those cell phones you all got hanging around you. Those are all big spy devices. Your computer, your... Now it's even your dishwasher and your stove are spying on you these days. That's how crazy of a society we're living in. Welcome to the new world order. But their goal is to perfect their slavery. And my goal is to be the big monkey wrench that doesn't let them. And you've heard me say this as well. I don't care if somebody is a slave. I actually don't. I really don't because that's a life choice. Some slaves are well paid and they're very happy being slaves. But I think they at least need to be known that they're slaves. I think they should be informed of that. How many times have you heard me say this on the show? Slavery is a choice. 
who make the best slaves and those who don't know they're slaves. Marty and I have gone to great expense, great effort to explain how the slave system does work in 2022. And this final step of theirs, this global economic reset, central bank digital currency, that's the perfection of the slavery they couldn't do back in the 1800s. They're contracting with you. You've heard me say this as well. They're offering you slavery and an early death. That's their contract offer. Now, the choice is entirely yours if you're going to accept that contract offer or you're going to tell them to shove it where the sun doesn't shine. This is where we're at, folks. You cannot, you cannot sit on the sidelines. God help you if you're trying to stand in the middle of the road. Folks, this is a full war. Multifaceted war. They're challenging you, destroying you economically, emotionally, physically. Remember, trauma-based mind control, we've talked about it here. Another one of the many subjects we've talked about. What are you going to do to not only help yourself survive this global economic reset, but your friends, your family members, your loved ones, your neighbors. If you wait until they completely pull the plug, it's too late. Just ask anybody who's been in a war zone where they've demolished the economy, destroyed the country's infrastructure, destroyed the ability for people to survive. Remember, folks, they use oil to control countries. They use food to control people. And again, Molly and I warned you about this back in March of 2020. Told you there's going to be food shortages. You're starting to see them now? Again, we're not psychic. We just know what they're saying. Notice how those boxes have less in them? Now, there will always be food available. Always. Here's the question, though. At what price? At what price? Are you willing to sell your soul to eat? Think those FEMA camps were built for other people? No, they were built for you. Oh, you want us to take care of these slaves? No problem. Sign this little piece of paper over here. Give us your social security number. Turn in your guns over there and march your ass in there to the work camp. And we'll make sure you get some kind of a meal. Welcome to your slave system, folks. See, fascism works. They proved it in Nazi Germany. Fascism works great. For those of you that don't know what fascism is, that's the marriage of the companies, private corporations, and the government corporations. Folks, 
private corporations have been in control of the United States corporation for well over a century now. It hasn't changed. It's only gotten worse. <clears throat> bankruptcy after bankruptcy. We just went through another one. Not that it's on the front page of news anywhere. You can find it if you do enough research. But again, people don't want to actually do any of that. Do you want to lend your quote-unquote money to a bankrupt entity? God, I hope not. Yeah, I'm just going to give my money over to the local drug addict and thief. I'm sure he'll take great care of me. Uh-huh. You're not that naive. They have used propaganda, taxation, indoctrination, drugs, and countless other tools to move us in this direction. And we're here trying to break that mind control so that you can see what's actually going on in the hopes in the hopes beyond hope that we can do enough put an end to this BS once and for all. Back to you, Marty. You know, the more we talk and the more we try to get people to listen it, um, you know, we went through this spell. Everybody was a conspiracy theorist. Then everything was fake news. And then, I mean, they come up with these jingos and people latch on to them as if that's some kind of reasonable argument against what you said. And like you said, John, people won't do the research. Um, it, it, the information out there, I've talked before about when they took all this stuff from government, especially the Fed, and put it online. And there were objections to that. People said, you don't want all that. Oh, nobody's going to look at it anyway. And basically the attitude was, they're too lazy. Just the reverse has happened. It has become the most highly trafficked area of the web is researching government documents, laws, this, that, something else. And they're just stunned. And you talked about the schools and how they don't teach living skills. I come from the same time, John. We had to take home ec. The boys had to take, like, uh, mechanics or, you know, some other where they learned a skill. That changed about 15 years ago. In earnest, it changed when the state of Minnesota, where I lived at the time, split itself up into eight regions. And before the beginning of any school year, each of those regions reports in on the jobs that might be available in their region. And these are all entry-level jobs, low wage, and they report in, and then the the curriculum is geared towards that. So when these kids come out, the only place they have to go is what was predetermined. And I say they come in at low wage jobs, entry-level they call them, and but they don't know anything. These kids know from nothing. Uh, I was stunned when I realized my granddaughters didn't know how to make change for a dollar. We set many long hours till they caught on to that one. I've been in the store where, you know, if the cash register didn't tell the cashier how much to give back to the customer, she had to call a supervisor 
I get a calculator. She couldn't make change for a dollar. This is how bad these kids have been dumbed down. And you talked about them not teaching these things, and instead it's this BS. I was stunned when instead of learning about banking and how to handle your money in a checking account and credit, they were offered classes on Greek mythology. And instead of learning like home ec, how to manage a house and all of that, they said that that um, was gender biased and it taught girls to just be simply a, a servant. So they weren't teaching that anymore. Well, boys took those classes too. So I don't know what they were. But anyway, but you're right. They're coming out knowing nothing. And I personally think those three years of high school are one of the biggest wastes of time and money there is going because these kids come out with nothing. They have no skills. They have no knowledge about how to manage anything unless they've learned it at home. And that doesn't happen too often. Uh, But they're absolutely, they come out, there's nothing. And I don't know about you, John, but I remember when I got out of high school, it was like the whole world opened up. The possibilities were endless. Everybody at that time where I lived wanted to go to work for the post office because it paid better than anybody else. And But just knowing I could do whatever I wanted to do, I could go where I wanted to go, you know, it was all out there for me. But these kids today don't have that. They They don't have it at all. And you see this high rate of suicide that is just absolutely unbelievable in these kids because they've been made to be hopeless. And whether it's over this fake virus or being locked up in their house, whatever it is, the the feeling there's a hopelessness. And they're killing themselves off as rapidly as they can. I don't know. You know, when you look at all that's going on, I I said at the beginning of the show, you should have got a clue when your mom and pop's store had to close, but Kmart and Walmart could stay open. And you should have got a clue when these big box stores could all stay open, but you couldn't go into your local restaurant. And now we're seeing um, Australia, I'm watching closely because what happens there rolls right over here. Unless you've got this green pass, this vaccination passport, you can't go into a grocery store. You can't go buy food. We we are so far in the tank, John, I can't even, I just can't believe it. And the people that have bought into all of this uh, and hang on to it and scream and holler about us anti-vaxxers, I'm not anti-vaccine, I'm anti-having something injected into my body that could kill me. Just so that you feel like you're safe. I didn't ask you to take that vaccine so I'd feel safe. Why are you yelling at me? Another thing I do, if I'm out somewhere and somebody mentions, I got my vaccine, step away from me. Step away. You are transmitting whatever they infected you with. Please step back. And people get insulted. But if I was more submissive type of person and they could knock me down and say, you aren't vaccinated, get away from me, get away. Well, if you got your vaccine, what are you worried about? Doesn't it work? And it turns out that this Delta variant that they were terrorizing everyone with was actually coming from the vaccinated. They were the super spreaders. 
It was coming from the vaccine, and it was a change that was going on in their body, and they're shedding this off just like any vaccine. You shed it for two to three weeks after you've been injected. Whatever the mutated viruses and fungus and bacterium and other animal DNA and whatever's in there, you shed it, and you are infecting every room you walk into. Everybody that gets exposed to you is exposed to whatever it is you're shedding. The same thing with this. And then they lied and they said, oh, the hospitals are full of the unvaccinated. No, they're full of the the vaccinated. We've had too many medical people come out and say, and yet people will still go and line up to get this vaccine. And John, I don't understand that. What in the hell happened in these people's minds that with everything that's been exposed about, first off, what a hoax this whole thing was and secondly that they would voluntarily stand up and let somebody inject something that could kill them on the spot and not have any guarantee that you would be protected from what you supposedly took it for what happened to people I'm suspicious of everything I look up everything I do my research but other people don't and won't. It's too much work. They'd rather go along with it, especially if they can have what they want. Um, well, remember a couple of things, Marty. You know, if you, according to Joseph Goebbels, Goebbels uh, Nazi, if you tell a big enough or a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. The lie right. can be maintained. Only for such time as the state can shield the people from the political, economic, and or military consequences of the lie. It thus becomes vitally important for the state to use all of its powers to repress dissent. Gee, where are we seeing that? For the truth is the mortal enemy of the lie. Hello? And thus, by extension, the truth is the greatest enemy of the state. Joseph Goebbels, Nazi, ladies and gentlemen. One other thing, folks. <clears throat> Empires usually last about 250 years. Ten, that's 10 generations, and we've basically gone past that. <clears throat> Here's what you need to know about empires. There's the age of the pioneers, those who started to build something. Then we move into age of conquest. Then we get past that and move into the age of commerce. Remember, folks, you're going to either have war with each other or you're going to trade with each other. Number four, age of affluence. Hey, we're making money. Life is great. The age of the intellect. Hey, now we have time. We're not sitting here worrying about how to feed ourselves. We're actually having time we can study and get bigger and better thinking and kind of have discussions and debates and all that kind of stuff. All that we've been through, folks. But the problem is we've now moved into number six, the age of decadence. And folks, if you haven't figured out what happens after decadence, well, crack up, boom. Welcome to the new world order, new system. But here is my attitude. Not everybody is falling for the great lie. An awful lot of people are wide awake to this and more are waking up every day. Across the world, we're seeing pushback in country after country in the country. 
No, we haven't had the kind of pushback we need to here in America yet. But I think eventually it'll come, but only after the time the jackboots ducks show up at your front door. But I'm here to tell you, folks, and this is critically important, they wouldn't censor the hell out of us if we weren't being successful. They don't have this all wrapped up, folks. They don't have this, quote-unquote, in the bag. They are walking such a tightrope. And I'm here to tell you, I'm over on one of those ends with a knife going saw, 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 because I want to see these people crash and crash hard. I want to see a whole bunch of court cases, a whole bunch of people convicted, and a whole bunch of hangings. And trust me, folks, there's mountains of evidence. Now, for people that don't know it, if you have not read Kennedy's book, on Anthony Fauci, you need to do it. You need to do it. And, you know, they always send little hints. They always tell you a few things. Well, folks, they've given you what you need to know. You're going to trust a man that turns young people into guinea pigs? turns dogs into victims of flies? Are you going to trust a man who makes his living lying to you? While some may trust that man, I've known his lies for years. Direct tie-in to the quote-unquote AIDS epidemic. Uh-huh. And what was so funny to me was how, you know, years ago, AIDS was a bad thing, and then a few, you know, less than two years ago, acquired immune deficiency syndrome. Hey, that's where we're going to be at with this vaccine. Uh, Hello? Does this make logical sense to anybody with even two working brain cells? Of course it doesn't make sense. But you tell a lie often enough. The slaves will believe it. We've got to wake up. We've got to wake people up. And here's the kicker, though, folks. You also have to realize there are some people that you will never wake up. Don't get upset about it. Don't get unhappy about it. Remember, life is about choices, and we all will make them. Try to make the best ones for you and for your family and realize that not everybody has been blessed like you have been to be awake to the criminal cabal's massive democidal agenda. Back to you, Marty. Well, didn't hear Marty, so she probably got issues. So let's Oh, see here I am. Here come. I am. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just yeah I just had a message here, John. I was off tending to that, asking why you kept saying democide and what was that? And democide is when the government turns on its own people and starts killing them. Uh, if you think of the Holodomor in uh, the Ukraine under Stalin in the 1920s, this is exactly what happened. He turned on the Ukraines and 
starve them literally to death. And when John tells you watch what's happening in the grocery store, you need to watch because food is the biggest driver in anything. And we have seen, I've seen over the last two weeks, millions of pounds of meat recalled because supposedly it had been exposed to Lysteria. Now we're seeing vegetables being recalled because of Lysteria and I can't remember what the other one was now, but they're recalling all this food, which is shorting the grocery stores. When you're talking millions of pounds of hamburger, that's a lot of cow. And um, But they're recalling all this food or not letting it go be distributed because they claim it's been exposed, like I say, to Listeria or some other pathogen, and they can't. But they don't talk about the fact that like, you know, those uh, where you go to the deli and you can have so much turkey sliced, you know, by the pound. They don't tell you that that is the most carcinogenic meat you will find anywhere. It has been sprayed by the USDA with over 200 live viruses and bacteria to kill a bacteria that occurs on it naturally but makes some people sick. But we, we can't know what it is they're putting on there. And don't buy that stuff. Absolutely do not buy it. And, um, but there's, there's a lot of things happening. We, uh, work with the, uh, black farmers, what the USDA has done to the black farmers over the decades, which is absolutely disgusting. They're still doing it, taking land, uh, won't give them loans like they give the white farmers. This is all documented. They've been called out on it numerous times and there is no intent to stop it. Uh, I figured when Tom Vilsack got put back in the USDA, we were all in trouble. And I believe that uh, they didn't call him Monsanto's golden boy for nothing. And But what you see happening, Bill Gates now owns close to 300,000 agricultural, prime agricultural acres in this country. Why? Why? And at the same time, you see USDA coming out and deregulating genetically modified corn and soy and all of this stuff so you can just plant it anywhere and you don't have to give notice you can't do anything and like you say john when they change that dna you are no longer in your original state whether it be plant animal or human being and you can be owned because everything about you has been changed by this company and they own you you think i'm wrong or john's wrong wait and see how this plays out you're going to find out we're not wrong. But this is what has happened to us over the last year. Uh, I think is absolutely if the American people didn't get a clue that our own government wants us gone. I don't know when, when they will. You know, and like during the Holodomor, Stalin brought in people from foreign countries that were poor and unemployed. And he just pampered them and took care of them while he killed off the Ukraine, starved them to death. And they even had out uh, flyers. I've seen one in a museum that said, no matter how hungry you get, do not eat your children. That's how they, they said there was not a leaf left on trees, a blade of grass, nothing. People were eating whatever they could get their hands on. And he starved 13 million of them to death. While he brought in all these people from these, I think of our southern border there, people running across it at more than a million a year. And But once he killed off the Ukraines, he turned on the people he had brought in. And 
that's when things fell apart. They're the ones that actually got rid of him. But you, you see history repeating itself all the time, only there again, our kids aren't taught about history. Not any real history. They're taught all this you know, great stuff. We went in World War II and we won and uh, we kicked the Germans' butts and all of that. They don't talk about what all was really going on, what all was really happening. Vietnam was another case. What we've done to that country is obscene and it's still going on because you're dealing with Agent Orange and other things that have a half-life of 200 years. But we are being set up. And John has been trying to tell you, I've been trying to tell you, we are being set up for a great fall. And he's absolutely right. You need to be prepared. Do the best you can. Because if you think those store shelves are looking empty now, you give it another couple of months. This is only going to get worse. Get what you can. Store it away. Don't tell anybody you've got it or where it's at. And make sure you've got what you need to get you by. You can actually get by on very little if you're frugal enough, but you don't want to let on that you've got a big food supply stored up. But this is, we're heading for really hard times here. And my fear, John, is that not enough people are paying attention. And the ones that are, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's like we can't get together on anything and, I think that's intentional also. and uh, But I think this next election, presidential election, will be the catalyst for civil war. I truly believe that. I think the country will break apart at that point. And um, I don't know. But I keep telling people we got to quit electing these old men. Um, we just got to quit electing them. And uh, we got Biden who's not in his right mind, and we got Trump who lives in la-la land. I don't know how we're supposed to survive that, but apparently we are. We've just got a couple minutes here left, John. Did you have anything you wanted to say before closing? Let me interject one more point since we brought up Nazi Germany twice. What they don't tell you about American history is the fact of how we treated German prisoners of wars. We uh-huh. dropped all these le- them and said, if you surrender, we will treat you so well. Mm-hmm. And when it was all over said and done with, after the war, the Russians sent their prisoners up, uh, you know, treated them as slaves. The French treated theirs as slaves. We let most of the uh, Germans suffer. Those prisoners yeah. were exposed to the elements with no access to food, no access to water. No active comparison. Folks, you have to realize all those atrocities that the Nazis did, we matched them after the war. And there was an agenda behind it. It was bad yes. enough when we when we bombed cities that did not have military bases. Didn't have anything military there. It was a war crime. The Americans have never been angels, folks. Oh, well, that was the 1940s, John. Okay, let's yeah. move forward. Let's look at Desert Storm. We used nukes over there. Uh-huh, depleted uranium. What... Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Look around you, it ladies is... and gentlemen. Yep. We're not nice. 
Go ahead, Mom. No, and we had we had our own concentration camps right here in the Midwest during World War One, and we locked up all the Japanese because they were Japanese, and these people had been born and raised here. But we had our own concentration camps going right here on American soil, and they've got them planned for you now if you don't get this vaccination. Enjoying the crusade. Anyway, we've got about 60 seconds left. I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. And we're back after a hiatus, about a three-week, you know, lay down on this. Um, Sometimes you just have to take a break. I hope you'll be back with us next Monday night. Tomorrow night will be Peggy Dupree and Betty Gosnell, and they'll be talking more about guardianship and bills that have come out that you don't know anything about that will tighten the system up. And we've we've got so much going on, I don't know how I'm going to get through this next year. But anyway, we'll see you next week. John, thank you so much. And everybody, thanks for tuning in, and good night.